Okay. Um, can I get a mic test from Kyle? So I like to assert a little bit of dominance in the bathroom. Just like. a mic test. I want you, I want you to save your stories. And then can I get a mic test from John? Mic check. Mic nope. test. No, you don't uh, hear me. We need wow. To give you a little so bit. the gold is gone. There we go. One more time, John. Mic check, mic check, mic check. Beautiful. Fuck Mike in the ass. Mike and check. And one more time from you guys. One, 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 two. Beautiful. John, one, one more time. One, 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 two. This is John. I'm here. Crystal. To fuck. Okay. Okay. This is as good as it's going to get. I'm not. I talk to people, too. Okay. <laughs> um, This is Low Lifes. We're back. I don't think we've recorded in a month. Last time we were talking, it was about politics. Ooh. I'm Luke. I'm Kyle, and I like to assert my dominance <laughs> in the bathroom. Uh, I'm Micah, and I like to sit down in the toilet and act like I'm not there so people don't acknowledge me. My name is John, and I just sit there, and I, I it's a warehouse, so I just spend all day there. And not like 10 minutes is pooping, but the rest is just fun. Pay poop's the best poop. Yeah, I've been paid to poop so badly. In fact, that's why I have a lot of toilet paper left, because I poop only at work. Sorry, Cassie. I'm Cassie. Really? No story? I sound like a dick now. No, I'm Taylor, and I hate cleaning the pee off the toilet seats. <laughs> Me too. Good, good one, I'm Taylor. Cassie, and I just sit there. Kyle, can you tell us a little bit about, <laughs> about asserting your dominance on the toilet? Uh, see, my personal philosophy is like, when I'm going in there... I, I sometimes I can tell if someone's been in there a while. I want to kind of like smoke them out in a sense. <laughs> so I'll start making some noise when I sit down in the stall and it's just like, why is this person in here? They haven't had a drop in like five minutes. Like, come on, pal, go on and get like. Do you are you like grunting? What are your methods? I I I don't do any like grunting or anything like that. But I will sit down and I will like slap the toilet paper. I will like. Okay, what if you're just like not leaving? Like, hey, I'm here. Then suddenly I, you. I've got a kidney stone and I am taking every bit of my will. Then suddenly, to piss like, this it becomes out. like a stallmate of just silence and you just like nobody wins and eventually someone's like, well, I guess I'll get up and leave. Like, okay. Like, nobody wins at that point. But I would say maybe like 60 or 70% of the time, like, suddenly they will get up and leave. But yeah, there is that situation in which it's just like nobody wins and it's just silence all around. It's like no one was willing to drop anything. As much as I love to talk about the bathroom, it's one of my favorite pastimes. And on this podcast that we haven't recorded in a month, we love to talk about games. We love to talk about politics. But one thing has kind of uh, overshadowed. Is that a word? We're all yeah. dumb as hell. Um we're talking about the coronavirus, and we have all in this very room have had our own unique experiences with it, but I kind of want to take it from the beginning as far as like a month, two months ago, our initial feelings of it and how they've changed. I guess I can say that um, Cassie and I went to Tokyo. She was slightly nervous about it, at least from a travel perspective, being More in the More than slightly nervous. Okay, okay. <clears throat> you go, Cass. Um, pretty much shit my pants before the trip because it's That's like... That's your poop story, Cassie. That's the poop story you gotta fucking tell at the intro. Poop Japan poop. But I didn't shit my pants. I did not. I didn't shit my pants. I almost did, okay? But I didn't. I, yeah, I mentally shit my pants in my head. But it was a little scary. It was really scary, actually. And it just, like, are we going to get quarantined? People are going to judge me. My, I'm going to have to swallow. This is the middle of February, by the way. I'm going to have to swallow my pride if we get quarantined or if we catch the virus while we're down there. Like, that was all that was going through my head. But we went through with it, and we got back safely. We so had a lovely counts. time. Um, and I feel like that was before it got seriously. But literally, the moment we touched down... February 27th, Shinzo Abe 
shut down the schools, the prime minister. So it's felt like the moment we left, it was the time to get serious, which was very lucky. And we were kind of waiting for that that sort of announcement to be made. The moment that we got into Tokyo, it was the second day that we were there that they were like, oh, the Tokyo cruise ship docks back in. All the passengers are freely moving about Tokyo. And so that was a big step. And then two days passed, and they went from level one to level three level two of cdc just warning you hey it went from caution to take extra precaution level three would have been reconsider travel and then level four of course is do not travel so i told luke if it got to level three we would leave because of course we were traveling with our benefits and that would have been really bad for us if we couldn't get back and had to stay or buy a Really expensive ticket. By meaning we fly for free if the flight is empty, and uh, we don't make too much money by being a grocery store clerk and a flight, uh, an ops supervisor, or someone who does grunt work at a airport, to be frank. Yes. Um, for the other people in the room, uh, did anyone have any concerns about this virus prior to this month? Did anyone have any concerns before we get into the more personal stories in the month of February of this year? I paying attention. It seemed like it was gaining more and more prevalence as far as the spread, like watching the quote unquote, like, like Wuhan videos of people just collapsing or was gaining more prevalence. It just seemed like it was a very slow and a build-up. But at that point, it was like, oh, it's contained in China. No Seems need so to be concerned. Away. It's far away. How could it impact our lives? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Has anyone seen a picture of the pigeon or what piggin or whatever that animal is? The armadillo That's thing pigeon. started it? Yeah, that was one of the cited um, because people say bat soup. People say from an unsorted fish market, an open market um, yes. concept, which I um, Kyle, do you want to explain a, what did you call it an open market earlier? Open yeah, air? supposedly, yeah, open like almost like a wet market is okay. where Ugh. it quote unquote originated Awful from, term. which was like it originated <laughs> from a bat. Wet market. I, I, I hear the <laughs> term wet market like, and I go <laughs> I go concave a little bit. Let me say, oh, wet market. So it came, originated from a bat, <laughs> and that there was um, supposedly like they almost traced it down to this specific market, in which it jumped from like a bat to another animal to a human, and uh, they were like showing you like videos of these like wet markets where these like animals of all these different species were very compact, like in cages within very like close proximity to each other. Like you have ferrets on top, like a fer a cage of ferrets on top of like a cage of chickens on top of like a cage of bats. And at these markets, like do 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 it is like you purchase the animal and they slaughter it right in front of you. So it's just like, you're getting good old bodily fluids mixing with one another. Just the perfect bad at the perfect time. I'm sorry. China sucks. Like, how are you going to eat that shit? China seems like it has some cool things. But they have, like, like, some. I don't know if it's, like. I'm not going to They will eat up. anything that has, like, four legs. Like I mean, it's not it's even a so cultural weird. thing. You got the food. Don't tell me you ain't got the food. We do terrible things to cows and shit. Sure. So I'm not like we're good and I trying mean, to I, suck, I but like we're, we're not clean about it. Judge, because American fam uh, factory farms are pretty. Like we're overdue for introducing our own hyper awful virus into the world. Yeah, but these open air markets are sounding like zoos. I mean, it doesn't sound like a. It food doesn't sound good. I'm not yeah, there's give not them a rules. Pass. Absolutely like, not. This is why you fry animals. You don't let them live near each other so they can cough on one another. Uh, what, you were, uh, uh, you fry the, them and you the bread them. Is it the pagadin, the armadillo-looking ass thing that you were talking about? Because I also heard that as a source of uh, virus. Is that what you were referring to? Pokemon. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> I think I some might have that. Some goddamn pigeon Digimon. <laughs> Where are these animals coming from? And I've invent, never heard of a pigeon or whatever. The Chinese, they be inventing new ass animals just, to make new ass diseases. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Why can't the panda survive? But they've got 
shellless armadillos that thrive. I don't get it. Get um, off the bamboo, you stupid bear. So here, I suppose, are the seeds China. planted in our American perception of it all, I suppose. I mean, we could keep going on like they oh, suppressed... I'm the more China blame. <sighs> like, God, it, like, it originated, like, God, like, you're looking back into, like, November, probably, like, December December of last year, God. that suddenly, like, these cases of pneumonia were starting to pop up within the city of Wuhan without, like, any, like, pre-existing information or cause about it. And that some of these doctors were starting to be concerned about it. And then, lo and behold, they were suppressed by the Chinese government, either by, like, the federal level or the local level, saying, like, do not worry about this. Do not spread this false information. And... Honestly, I'm going to take the other position and say it's not necessarily a bad thing. Because now we have, like, what, grifters making fake petitions on the internet and, like... Just people being like, oh, we need to have, like, orange juice on the planes for diabetics. Which, why are they like, flying false anyway? False information has spread, but the, if they had at least the acknowledged it, of, like, cold the suppression of information. And not accessible to ordinary people. At least on, like, a state level, I think. Like, the fact that it's global now. Just to, like, at least acknowledge it, saying, hey, something is going on here that we're not fully aware of. So rather than trying to like suppress the information altogether and say everything's fine, nothing's happening. Ugh. They're fucked up. But my whole thing is this. How much meat do you get off a of bat? Because you're not eating the wings. <laughs> unless they get crispy a bit and I, they've got maybe that, some olive oil. Put some, there's that bat be soy. soup, like it's a full bat. That's true. <laughs> Monkey brains. Yeah. yeah, monkey brains. But what's what's on a bat? I, yeah, like, I, I know. M- Micah brings up a good point by bringing up this racist caricature of a movie. Like, come on, guys, the Chinese are doing Chinese face. This is not a good look. You guys are literally eating Chinese. Uh, you're I fucking mean, they doing are bat soup. Like, it it is really like like a log on the fire of like, man, those people be eating fucking awful. Those shit. Those are some delicacies, bro. I don't it it like. I can't speak for someone who knows absolutely nothing about Chinese culture, but it's just like, oh, it came from a bat soup. <laughs> it just sounds so bad. It sounds like someone made it up. My dick is a delicacy. I wouldn't feed it to China. They will eat Have anything that, that has four like, legs. Picture of like the the bat sitting in like the like yellow soup. I love it. Yes. He's just chilling. He's vibing. <laughs> he's just like completely, like he's totally frozen, like in bat. Yeah, like, it's not so much like, oh, like, it's some cut up meat, and it's just like, oh, actually, this is bat meat. It's like, oh, oh, no, it's like, it is a a corpse of a bat bat sitting in soup. Have you seen it? No. It is, uh, it's there. It's out there. I just don't, become a vegetarian. If you've got pigeon and bat going on, just be a vegetarian. It's like, I eat cabbage, bitch. You know, like, this is me, like regurgitating like sixth hand Chinese knowledge but I don't know if this has to do with like the Chinese like you know like they didn't have a good economy for a long time and the idea of having a meat with every meal is a very western and particularly American idea so like I don't know is like what if one of those meals is meat is bat is a thing I just don't then if that's the case it's been going on for that long why did it only happen now well there was the plague and then of course there's suspect that like i saw this from a guy who's a representative of china in some fucking form but like that there's evidence that it did originate in america and with our factory farms it's not out of the question but like i really i i, I it, one of the things that makes all of this so scary is so how uninformed. Yeah, because no is. one knows what yep. the fuck to do right now. I, I think that's the, like probably the worst part of this. Yeah, it is, and like we're vaguely educated Americans in this room, and it's just like we actually know how to wash our hands, and we've seen like you know mm-hmm. our coworkers and friends like who don't sometimes who don't, don't cross wash contaminate their hands. your or pork they cough and your and chicken, don't cover their mouths, or they Lysol all of their 
products or all of these situations in their workplace and it's just like nightmare situations and we see our fellow americans stocking up on toilet paper which more yeah at this point it's it's beyond china and it's just like you know we can make fun of china if they are possibly the origin of this but america is just like it's so silly everyone's interpretation of how germs work us stocking up on potato chips and fucking toilet paper to wipe it up it's just like it's disgusting i don't know i do blame china i think they should have said a lot more a lot sooner the chinese blame china they were mad that their main doctor who talked about this got died from it i mean they, you gotta say something this no, came I from mean, china th- no that is definitely worth mentioning yeah i mean you yeah. can't chinese aren't that. bad their government's bad being Chinese is fine, but I mean, the Chinese no. government lied to everyone. Anytime someone says, like, fuck you, Russia, or fuck you, China from America, and I mean, like, fuck you, America first, but it's just kind of like Joe Russia and Joe China, like the regular ass people like us, it's just like, hey, you guys are boys. You guys want to come over? Feel free to be on low lives anytime you want. But, yeah. like, they're just like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, of course, it's always criticism of government. All of these ordinary people, like, you know, whatever. They're always dealing with the bullshit like the rest of us are, so. I mean, I think it would have been... I don't... Hold on. I lost my train of thought. Uh, Still at the station? (laughs) 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 Ha-ha! Choo-choo. Here comes Taylor's opinion. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Careful with those stairs. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing our very best. Um, no, I think like if China like were to come out, I'm not being like some devil's advocate asshole, but Mm -hmm. just from the standpoint of like, nobody here was ever prepared for it in the first place. If they came out right in December and said, you guys, this is fucking serious. Like if we took them seriously at that point, then we would have had like toilet paper and all this bullshit happening way before. But they didn't make before. an international statement saying that this is an epidemic that like right. could honestly, get worse. It wasn't mm-hmm. serious until Italy. Right. Well, and I think that that's when people it. were like, what, China, like the East Orient? That's far away. Italy, that's where Olive Garden is. But I mean, to be frank, sorry, but like just because of cultural circumstances, anywhere in the West is going to feel closer to home than China is. No, it's true. So, and then, so I'm not even sure if any messaging from China would have had any effect because, oh yeah, you know what? They're they're disgusting. They probably have diseases all the time. This will be nothing. Of course, yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. Um, yeah. Even going to Japan, it was like. People just judging on like, oh, you're going to Japan? That's like a sister country to China. Yeah, it's pretty much China, too. Yeah. China, too. China. Now it's personal. China West. Now it's personal. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, I also had to cancel my trip to Shanghai and then Beijing. Many people have had to cancel their flights. So I suppose that brings us into March outside of first like you know it was second. a slow build up like i remember slow build up. Well, that's the problem slow... is that it's just asymptomatic and then it just hits like way too late i remember hearing about the um all the cruise ships which they finally canceled about time my god and then hearing about these patients coming back to the united states i remember hearing like the, <clears throat> i think it was the diamond princess i don't know yes. if it was yeah. a specific one in which like they flew them back from Japan after they were quarantined for quite a while off the coast of Japan and that the um, sick passengers were on the same flight as the non-sick passengers Good. separated by plastic and just okay, but a lack of a information. Big, but that was like a big downfall too. Like I remember it just being like passed to the president like, hey, we had people that were American citizens that were on this cruise ship. And um, there, we have like some that are affected. Are we gonna send them back? And he was like, "Oh yeah, like he." That he was a Trump even, decision. Like, recall, like he like, overrode yeah. everybody and saying we're bringing them back. But he didn't even like recall most of the conversation. Like he wasn't in. He didn't even like think about it when he like gave an answer mm-hmm. for it. It was just like, "Yeah, let's get them back," but like didn't even take the precautions. And I don't know if that was like the beginning of like the community transmission in the United States, but I definitely remember the news talking about it being like, "Yeah, all these health officials that like came out to like help these quarantined 
people that were at a military base in California. Like they did not have the proper like protective personal equipment. And then after they were done with the quarantine, they just flew back to wherever they live in the United States. And it was just like maybe a week or two after that. I don't know if that was like late February, late March. And suddenly they announced like a community transmission. Was that in Washington state or California? It was somewhere in the West coast. It's like, well, it's here. Here we go. Here it spreads. It's like, that's when I began to panic a little bit. I I agree because it's like when you enter the West coast and New York city, which are like, you know, our two major cities, it makes it real to us as Americans because it's just like from there, it's the world, it's our nation, whatever. But it really didn't seem to be much of a concern until March and until we saw those Italian death rates. Yeah, because even when we were flying back, all they asked was, were you in China the last 14 days? Even though we were in Japan, that was affected already. And, and customs didn't give a shit. They yeah, were, they were like, they're, they're so far behind. We were sent right through. So, there's that. At the end of oh, February. Oh, you got him, like. Um, shit. So, I don't know. Where do we begin from here? Because it's just like March has been like a blur right now where every day there has been literally a hundred news events and it's been stressful and all of us have had impacts both emotionally and uh, materially, fiscally. Um, It's been a roller coaster and we're some of the luckier ones. I don't even know where to begin to touch kyle i just want to even give the mic to you Mm -hmm. uh let's just start with something dramatic uh (laughs) kyle you got a phone call today why don't you tell us about your new job tell (laughs) us even about the job you had before this one let's just give a proper (laughs) context because i think that's more dramatic because Mm -hmm. we were all very happy for you yeah i briefly was working at walmart and the automotive section and i decided Gosh, this was probably around January, February, before this whole crisis happened. That I'm not happy. I'm drinking before work. Like I didn't. I don't want to work here anymore. So I decided to start looking for a new job. And that was retail. It was retail. Doing. Yeah, customer service. And I uh, stopped showing up to work and started looking for a new job. All my uh, coworkers texted me, and I let them know what was going on, and um, just looked out there. And one of the only place that like hired me that replied to me that I looked back at was um, the uh, Shane Company, which deals with jewelry. So I uh, <laughs> worked very briefly in the uh, jewelry business. It was kind of like dealing with their online orders, and I don't know. I still don't know the specifics of it, of people ordering like online jewelry pieces and then i would um be a part of a team that would like fulfill these orders as far as finding like the specific diamonds rubies sapphires and the specific metal that would make up this piece as far as like i would sort them and if like it needed a matching pair of diamonds i would sit down there i would sit at my table and match up like a set of like two or four or six diamonds that all looked like each other that was a big portion of the job was like finding sets of sapphires, rubies, or diamonds that look like one another based off of the table size of the diamond. They basically would just look like each other. And it seemed like a good paying job. I finally hit that like 15 an hour, like, my God, I've made it. And then suddenly this virus started to have more and more of an impact on the economy. And it kind of came to like a fever pitch Today, when I don't know, I still don't know if it was, if, I know it was in San Francisco. I don't, I don't think it was statewide, but suddenly like three or four stores were forced to close of the Shane company. And suddenly that seemed to like change the tone of everything. I think they had maybe 20 or 25 stores total when we were like filling like the morning like orders because each store has its own personal jeweler. <coughs> in like, Denver or in Colorado? In or? California. Oh, okay. Who, like, I think they build their own, like, piece of jewelry, and some sometimes we send out, like, pieces that they need to make said jewelry. 
And they were like, do not send those out. And I should have known then that something was wrong. And they were just like four stores closed out of like 20. So like a portion of the business was cut. And it just seemed like business is normal. Other than that, we just had our inventory. So I was like responsible for like counting some of the inventory. And I got a call after work about 7 p.m. tonight saying, hey, no one's buying jewelry now. You no longer have a job. You can fire for unemployment. Good luck. Um, We're sorry. <laughs> if only they gave out rings for having the virus, you know? Yeah, like uh, if you get a ring. ring. Yeah, and it was a, a slow buildup. Like I should have known yesterday. Like Friday, they sent out like a like an email saying like we had really good sales. We have a decent amount of money saved up. Yeah, but don't worry. Like it, it does not apply to you, temps. Right, and it totally fucking did. Was just like we're not going to hire anybody more anymore. We're going to like cut temps, but not you temps. But we're cutting temps. And then walking go. through the office on Monday when it was just like it was fucking empty. Should have known of the economic impact that people are not spending money. How about um, next time you uh, go on a terror and criticize them, you should call them the shame company. <laughs> I'm tempted. Um, thank you for sharing, Kyle. Um, I want to kind of go do a roundtable style discussion of all of our personal economic impacts with the virus. Um, but I want to interject that we're Coloradans. We're in the middle of the country, so we're sort of landlocked and don't really have the uh, exposure that the proper big cities do. Um, we're recording at close to 2 in the morning of the 18th of March, and our big cities, Los Angeles and New York City, have uh, ordered much more lockdowns um, than we have at this point, but not too many. Um, in Colorado right now, we have outlawed having dine-in restaurants. It is strictly delivery, drive-through, and pickup only. Um, retail, I don't know if there is a law quite against it yet, but most stores are closing out of necessities because less people are shopping there, is my understanding. It has been discouraged to have... Is Colorado one of the states that has discouraged 10... Gatherings of 10 people? Yes. 50. Or is it 50? Are we a 10-people oh, state yet? I heard 10. Are. Okay, maybe it's maybe If it's it not 50. a 10-person yet, we're close there. Yeah, everything's up in the air until the next day. Yeah, um, literally new measures are being passed. New things are being passed day by day. As I sit with my newly unemployed friend... Um, this happened as the Colorado unemployment website is down. It's so, fucked up. So things are really not looking good. Um, and on this unemployment issue, I'm going to pass the mic to, I suppose, Micah, who is kind of stressing about what future his job has to hold. Uh, I work in the mall, and we've moved to reduced hours. Up until today, we've had uh, regular hours, which is typically 10 to nine and we were the last store to have regular hours actually or the children's store and as of today we work from 11 to 7 which is only four hours difference but still that being said only four stores out of the mall have been open out of like i think it's 45 or something crazy like that but is the pretzel place open? Wetzel's Pretzels is open. <laughs> that's what. That's how you win the war. You stay open. <laughs> They're Nazis. That's the backstory. Um, but Hitler's pretzels. Yeah, putting all those pretzels in ovens. Wink, wink. Uh, that's. I apologize to the Jews. Sorry, Mike. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just really don't know what's coming next. Like every day, it's been like. Oh, we're going to get like a statement tomorrow. And then it's like, oh, no statement tomorrow, but you're going to get a call. And it's like, hey, um, you got to change everybody's hours, Micah. So cut everybody's hours and deal with that. So you get to cut everybody's hours and make me mad at you. So how many employees does your store have? Uh, I work at Hannah the most and we, 
How many employees do you have? About nine. Nine at Hannah. But at Gap, there's probably like, shit, fucking 35. Wow. But like, having to even like make a schedule for like the rest of the week for like eight employees and like trying to like make like everybody's hours balanced is like, it sucks, dude. It feels like shit, like trying to cut people's hours when it's like, Fuck, if I could take all these hours, I would. So you're basically stepping up to the plate to <clears throat> figure all this out when it's out of your hands, kind of? Yeah, I fucking, like, I do visuals and shit. Like, I have no fucking say in, like, what operations go down. Like, I, like, dress mannequins and, like, I choose how, like, the floor is laid out and stuff. I don't do, like, behind-the-scenes shit. Sounds like management to me, Micah. Let me give you some advice. You're better than them. You're their manager. It's all about you. You're better than them. Whatever has to happen, you must do it. And that's Yeah, it. but should you be doing that when it's not your position? That's very Anne Rand of you, John. Yes. God. Don't agree with that, John. <laughs> I know everyone's like trying to like sidestep to like positions for the the greater good, but there's a lot of like workers that are putting themselves out for like in places that they shouldn't be with the health system like whatever is going in place right now like no one's safe and I feel like a lot of people are being put on like the front line for this virus if it's as severe as as it is as far as like delivery drivers and stuff yeah well just like as far as like personal contact with people like I well I don't know, you're stepping up to the plate, Micah, with, like, management stuff that you haven't really, like, done before, or rather, like, it's above your pay grade. Yeah, like, I'm I'm a part-time manager, and the full-time manager position is available. It's been available for a while, but I was actually supposed to leave this month to start serving at another job. Yeah, and it's and like, like, so you're being pushed to that, and then people are being pushed to, like, work more hours and frontline contact with people that are actually, like, sick, probably buying from them, and it's just, like, there's a lot of, like, upheaval of, like, let's try to make the situation better, but there's a lot of stuff from the top that's not being trickled down, necessarily, to really, like, help the workers themselves. It feels like... To me, it just feels like a very frontline job where it's like, oh, yeah, we're the front of the, like, war right here. We're going to be the first ones to be, like, hit with it. Um, thank you for your feedback, Micah. Uh, do you have any m- more things you'd like to say about your bullshit job at a mall working uh, clothing store? Uh, it's all fucked. Don't return your PJs after fucking <laughs> years. All right. What? Um, Cassie, do you want to talk about the airline industry? Because the travel industry is one that's been shitting the bed uh, a little bit more every day recently. Um, yeah, there's uh, several stories I could, like, really bring up, like... As quick as you can, just talk about highlights and the general mood. Uh, general mood, I think, like, a lot of workers that I work with myself included because we didn't really think this was that big of a deal in the first place it just it's kind of like oh why like I don't know I guess we just like see shit firsthand and it's just like nothing new to us we're not like I feel like we have high immune systems as it is, so it's, like, not really a concern to our health, even though we do work with, like, some older folks and all that. It it really did feel, like, not as serious. Sure. But, I don't know, with all the increases in all the stuff, like, our higher, you know, just all airlines their CEOs have like contacted them saying that it is more serious of a problem. And we've been like told that it is kind of like the same feel as nine 11. So it is kind of like a, Oh, this is kind of like a serious issue, but, um, it's still kind of weird to work at the airport and you're accepting employees or sorry, accepting like customers and just, 
how everyone is acting. It's like, I mean, it's just kind of more crazy. It's just more bullshit than we're used to. It seems like a lot of heavy, you're dealing with a more stressed customer. Yeah. Let, lots of passengers more just protocol. freaking out. We've seen um, people in full like hazmat suits coming to the airport to go on planes. There's been an increase of like people wearing masks. Wait, you see full hazmat suits? Oh yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I haven't seen Yeah. Any. I've seen like three or four people in the full body hazmat suits coming to the airport because they're so like scared Fuck of yeah. getting the virus, but it's like they're wearing it. Um, had someone go on a plane and they were about to sh- shut the doors and, uh, the flight attendant was like, no, we're not taking them. They admitted to having the coronavirus. So our side calls the hospital and they're like, yeah, you need to get them off the plane and send them right back to the hospital. So it's like, you just get a lot of stupid people that again, like go with the, the, their symptoms that, oh, it's okay though. I, I might have the coronavirus. I do have the coronavirus, but I'm still trying to go. I, I'm wearing gloves and uh, masks, so I'm okay to go. And they get on. Fucking the worst people. <laughs> so we had to get them off. Had a loony passenger that was drinking bleach the day before, and she tried to take off her dress and started rolling on the floor. And just, there's been, like, a lot of stuff like that. You know, you it's like, I don't know, my job has a lot of things where it's like, Yep, there's a new story every day, and I think this is just bringing out, like, the total craziness of, like, how certain individuals are processing it. Yeah, it seems like everyone's gone haywire. But, um, hey, we're still working our jobs, though. It's okay. Uh, you know, and we might be dismissed after yeah, this. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask next is, uh, um, are you nervous about losing your hours or your position? Over oh, the it's foreseen that days? it's going to, I mean... It's. I think all airlines are kind of working together through this, and that's, like, the positive of it. But, like, it is, like, a very big concern. Like, we do work really hard with just everything that's going on and, like, day in, yeah. day out previously. But it is kind of concerning that our hours will either be cut down or our pay will decrease or... I don't know. It's Something. Just, it, like, with all the news, like, the next few months, it's going to be It's going to be. Or days. Um, Taylor, do you want, you also work in the airline industry. Do you want to share any of your experiences? Yeah. Um, it's really just happened all of a sudden. Um, directors from the top were modified multiple times throughout the day. And no one really knows what's going to happen. So I think that uncertainty is, I don't know, that's not a good thing to have right now. And especially when the leadership is fucking bungling this, it's even worse. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more on leadership bungling the situation? Do you think anyone is going to listen to this and get me fired? Uh, I don't know. I kind of want us to be more popular, but if you can speak in vague enough terms, you're just Taylor right now. Right. If you get fired, we're a success. Wait. <laughs> so, wait, you're going to either get fired because of a podcast or get fired in two days because of the airline industry shitting itself. I don't know, man. Maybe it's time to start investing in your podcast. Maybe career. hold the podcast in, like, a chamber till Taylor gets fired and then release it. All right. <laughs> I'm planning on releasing this as soon as I can because I need to be better Yeah, Taylor would be fired by then, dude. I don't know. Taylor, do you want to have anything else? Do you have anything else you want to? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm. I, Keep going, man. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so um, they're making very strange, like distance regulations on what flights get what product right now, and it's been very Your surreal. Your job is maybe um, if you want to be, I don't know how specific you want to be, but you are responsible for putting product on planes, such as beverages. Right. Yeah, and directive from the top was that. Any place that's not going to get restocked by tomorrow, we have to completely take off everything and replace it all with water. So, people who fly are only being served water. Correct. These are cans of water? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're only serving the whole can of water. They just drop it off. I've been making this joke, but, like, if I'm on a plane and someone's coughing and people are screaming and hysterical, 
I want a beer more than ever. This seems like an injustice to me. Yeah, I had to pull the beer, too. And the liquor. There's no and way. the wine. There's no way. No. Without the liquor, I can't do it. Can I sweet talk a hostess and being like, Lady. No, because we took them off. Oh, they're not even on board. Yes, That's we the took them out. There's not even anyone I could be like, come on, lady, I'm cool. I'm flying. My wife's in the biz. I can't get a cold one right now. Yeah, so. This is not cool, dude. And it's not sustainable either. The amount of water you have to use to, like, replenish all these stocks is way too fucking much. And we're going to just, like, not have, like, any ordering capacity to even do that. So I think, yeah, that's just going to be another road to no more travel for a minute. Sounds good, dude. I'm sure we'll have breaking news in the moments I post this in the morning. Yeah, in two hours. In two hours. <laughs> um, hey, John, sorry to give you uh, nearly lasts. Um, John, uh, do you want to vaguely talk about what you do for a living and how it's been impacted? I'm a supervisor at UPS, and what happens is if we get a coronavirus case, we're closed for two weeks, and we don't get paid. That sucks. With my luck, we'll end up staying open the whole time, and I won't get any time off. Because this is actually a good time for me to be off. I just, I'm just i getting 1700 from tuition reimbursement in. I opened up a credit oh. card again, so I have money. Um, you, I'm, uh, you're one of the only people who is a college student amongst you us. Do you want to talk clubs. about college student stuff, like about how classes have been canceled? Yeah. First, they told us they were closing things on the 16th, but we were going to... No. What they told us was on March 30th, we were going to have online-only classes. Then the next day, they said... We are going to actually close today, two weeks early, and then open online classes on the 30th. And then today they said we are all being told to leave the building. You know, so they it's just been more progressive, like, we'll be open for two more weeks, then we'll close. And then it's just like, we're leaving this minute. You know, like, they're just one person at MSU uh, got coronavirus, so they're freaking out. Jesus. Really, I'm just doing artwork and taking a picture of it and sending it in. Like, this has been great, frankly. I don't have to go into school. That sounds chill. Do you feel like you're being, like, you're missing out on a college experience? Are you missing out on any credits? Is there anything weird going on like that? Not missing out on credits. Already been to college. These fucking 20-year-olds can't hold my attention anyway. John's so. the eldest member of this podcast. Yes, I'm 32. So he's someone going 70. back to college, so maybe he isn't as sentimental about this experience as younger no. people maybe. Last time I was in college, I learned two dead languages and fucking. But now it's just like, <laughs> hello children, you know. I'm not fucking these jailbait motherfuckers. You know, so okay. really my interest is gone in school anyway because of that, but Didn't still. Help. Yeah. But anyway, nothing bad can happen for me in school. I'm just lucky I don't have to go in now. And Damn. as for UPS, one of the ratchet-ass, dirty-ass people we have working there will get sick, and then we won't have work for two weeks. I look forward to it. Social distancing is something I've been doing for they years. Won't get this sick? is not new. Sure. No, they will get sick oh. because they're trashy as fuck. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like every job has that. That's true. But these guys are trashy as fuck. This is an automated facility. We barely need people, and they're just gross. But I love them. But they're probably going to get sick. By the way, I wonder if everyone has, like, the one person that, like, is working, and they, like, went to the doctor and got the flu, and they're still, like, hacking up, like, whatever sickness, like, whatever cough they have. They're just coughing over everything. And they're like, oh, it's okay, though. I'm a baby boomer, and I've got the fucking flu. But this is nothing. Like... My, Sorry, yeah, my my coworker doesn't just coughs on everything, and I'm like, for real. And she's talking about how her kids are always sick. Then she comes in sick. Like this girl makes me sick. It pisses me off. So anyway, everyone's trashy at UPS. So sounds like shit. Sorry, but yeah, I don't know. I've just noticed that like boomers come in and they're coughing over shit. I'm not trying to like like I'm sure everyone has, but like to me. I'm like, if you're going to be coughing over shit in this time and declaring that 9-11 was worse than this, it's like, are are we the problem? Like, are millennials the problem, according to the news? Or are the people that, like, are coughing their symptoms on everyone else? 
I think we're all. We, I mean, everyone's fucked, but open air have. markets are the problem. It's you can't have animals just in cages, and then you call it food. It's not how it works. But like coughing on someone and then saying that millennials are the problem, it's fucking stupid. Millennials aren't the problem. You're just jealous of us, baby boomers. All right, hold on. Because we're we still get to getting this generational. Some. Who's to blame? I would like to interject with my own He's story. Trying to fuck over here. Um, I work at a health food supermarket. It's Natural Grocers. It's based in Colorado, so it's most of the uh, stores are there. But it is a publicly traded company, so it's big enough. And I don't give a shit anymore, so I'm just going to name drop them. So I don't care. Um, we had our busiest day on record last Thursday, which would have been... I don't know, what the fuck is a week ago and some change. Today's the 18th, so it would have been the 11th, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, today's Wednesday, so it would have been the 10th. But... Uh, um. I know it isn't the same as working at a tr proper big box store such as our Kroger equivalent, King Supers, or uh, Sam's Club, or a Costco, or whatever, but we are dealing with a business that's unprecedented, and a number of people that's unprecedented, and we're faced with the public that are all coughing and being germy, and we're handling all their cash. There isn't much in compensation, hazard pay probably not going to happen but Colorado has issued a thing where no more than 50 or no more than 10 people should interact I'm not quite sure where it is right now it's different 10 or less 10 or less in Colorado now more recently except for grocery stores but and airlines and airlines and grocery stores are and hospitals and hospitals these are three industries that are expected to deal with larger amounts of people and no amount of legislation has been issued to give compensation or a special protection. Just kind of, you know, deal with the front lines, people. I've been given appreciation from our mayor of Colorado, Hancock, and my corporation leader, and it's just like, oh, well, thank you for all these thank yous, but it really means nothing. The pancake uh, special breakfast. Uh, it really, it's just been thank yous while we deal with the front lines of this illness in a time where people need food. A pizza social. It's been very frustrating. And I actually got a flu or flu-like symptoms the other day. And I have called out to work. And at that point, I had to call out a number of days where it justified me needing to have a doctor's note. I wasn't particularly scared of coronavirus, but I am a very healthy person. And I know that symptoms amass. They, some people who contract COVID-19 do not have symptoms. So I did go to a doctor after a number of days when I realized it wasn't just a cold I could sleep off with one day. And I called a number of doctors who told me that they couldn't help me. So, like, there are many doctors that are just booked out and told me they wouldn't be able to get to me in the same day. I had to call over town. One doctor finally got back to me and he said, oh, well, I cannot help you. You should call the Colorado Department of Public Health. Um, they should be able to tell you where you should go. And I called that number and it was down. And it was just a circus, and I finally found an urgent care that could help me. And then the lady said, you know, she was very nice, but for even experiencing the flu-like symptoms that I did have, that I am quarantined and shouldn't be interacting with the general public. And she issued multiple weeks of being away from work. I was sort of shocked because I wasn't as ill as I imagined the COVID virus to be. And she said to take it seriously. And that was very strange. And she also denied me of even having a legitimate COVID virus test. So I cannot possibly be tested for it. Um, saying that they're reserving it for the immunodeficient, the elderly, the very young, and so on. And then she even discouraged me from taking the flu tests saying that like 
uh, hey, Luke, I know you came here to be responsible. That's what you said. But uh, we really need to reserve resources, and we could do the flu test on you if you say so. But we really, like, it would be responsible of you to deny the flu test because it's not exactly accurate anyway. And those resources could be better spent towards fighting the effort. And I'm like, okay. My company has issued sick pay for the first time in its history with only if you are being diagnosed with COVID-19. But since most people with the insurance that I do, which is a generally okay insurance, they're not even testing these people. It's not even possible to be diagnosed with COVID-19. So even if I'm like a weird individual who does have COVID-19, it would be impossible to know. So maybe I'm transferring it to all of my fellow friends and podcast hosts here. So that has been my experience with it. And grocery workers are working the front lines of it. And maybe I could have just gotten the crud from all of the customers who are just coughing and shitting everywhere, especially in an inner city location where people don't even have access to the most basic of healthcare needs much less a sink with running hot water and soap so it's not good so i feel like the american uh infrastructure is big, truly being tested right now so that's my uh two cents on it hell i rambled like four cents more like four cents sorry to go too on too long but uh okay. hell okay well we're here right now. Um, who wants to fucking... Ha- who has some predictions? Why did John take his shirt off? It's been a bit. <clears throat> Loving it. Anyone have any predictions? Anyone like... I predict 80% of people in the United States end up getting the coronavirus, and we are a year away from being done with it. I think it's going to be way worse than we think. It just isn't a bad disease, but it's still going to be way worse. A lot of old people going to die. A lot of old people are yeah. going to die. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that's a good thing because it's not, but maybe it just kills older Republicans. I don't know. Like if it was a disease that spread from being old and shooting skeet or something, it well, could be great. So if they're making the vaccine for it, if they fuck up anything, that's going to be even more of a catastrophe because it could be like... A, a super coronavirus if they like had produced something like they still have to get the test results they still have to do all those check and balances but if they fuck up one thing then it could be like even more crazy than what it is right now it's gonna be the boomer remover i think this will also create a huge recession and it's gonna be yeah there's gonna be life a recession. after coronavirus will be the tough thing Old people are going to be dead. They're going to be buying stuff. I, yeah. We're in for a recession. I also think Trump is Hopefully actually, not a depression. I think Trump is actually going to f- be favored by this because he can blame a lot of bad shit on coronavirus. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I think it's going to help him because he can blame everything on the coronavirus. Yeah. And, well, and that'll be it. I mean, Who really cares about Biden after this? I, I didn't mean, if before. they can, like, if, if they're serious about that a thousand dollars a month like whoo i mean all the other policies like it's gonna make them look so good and i'm sorry obamacare was a failure yeah and i'm not sorry it was a failure everything's gonna be a failure unless you have the. we can't give people a thousand dollars a month we gotta worry about the um i'm biden i was i'm running for senate He's he's gonna flatline. I fucking hate Biden. <laughs> I hate people who vote for the moderate candidate because it's safe, and then they complain about shit later. I fucking hate. <laughs> complain people. about him being safe. Yeah, like people ten years younger than me. I fucking hate them. They are so unimaginative. It's just they're fucked. I can't fucking stand them. I can't stand them. That's all I have to say about that. I just who fucking were they hate. Exactly. Baby boomers that are younger, not millennials. Yep. It's terrible. They fucking suck. Just brainwashed Um, by the Obama years. Fucking fight someone. Get laid. Do some cocaine. Like, do something crazy, younger people. Is, um... Yeah. Generally, this podcast has supported Sanders. Um, His victory is looking impossible at this point. 
it's really not looking very likely. Um, but anything can happen as far as Biden contracting the virus, Sanders contracting the virus. It feels like while if we're observing the old game, uh, it's very looking like it, liking the Biden's the candidate. Fuck the corn pop. There is uh, a Get lot a of random factors at play that were unprecedented by everyone. And while my gut says that this is going to be a Trump landslide victory. We can um, all agree Elizabeth Warren supporters are fucking idiots. They're the worst. They're bimbos. What they're, do they do? Um, they're upper middle class Harry Potter people. Um, but anyway. Um, and I'm sorry, but like today made me realize something really kind of dark that like if the republicans start introducing things like no tax on paychecks and start giving out thousand or more dollar paychecks to everybody that even in my dream scenario where bernie won you're talking about the coronavirus yeah or bernie won the primary and he is like the candidate that if the Republican Party is actually doing these measures, they're they would they would beat Bernie. It that I I genuinely think that. Like even in my own dream scenario of Bernie winning, like I it, it's made me very cynical. Like, oh my god, like this is unprecedented where the Republicans are, like, doing social programs. Of course, it's to save their own ass. I saw but, this, yeah. I, I saw this one libertarian guy I follow, and he's, like, this sort of guy, like, sorry, if you follow someone who's so far right and you as a so far leftist, you have more than a handful of things in common. He's an interesting guy, and he talks about, like, you know, like, home-based healings and cooking and everything. He's very interesting. Oh, dear. And he talked about, like, oh, my God, I did not predict that the Trump administration and Romney would do the $1,000. This changes things. Like, he's someone who's not a fan of Trump, by the way, or Romney, by the way. And he's just like, oh, my God, they're going to drag the old economy corpse across the finish line into the second term. <laughs> if they do this right and this pandemic doesn't get bad enough. They're going to drag the corpse. It's not going to be the new world order. Yeah, I don't see Democrats dragging the corpse. The Democrats have been incompetent. Well, uh, well we need to test everybody. It's worth it. Kamala Harris suggested a $500 thing per person, in which is weak compared to the Republicans' $1,000 per person. Yeah, usually it's the opposite. That's It is so cartoonishly opposite. And... Um, they're not looking so good. Five hundred dollars and a free subscription to Netflix. I think, <laughs> I think the more the Republicans kind of pivot towards more liberal ideas, it just helps the liberals. As much as I want to say I think Trump will win because I don't have any optimism for the United States, there's a very strong chance that he might actually just do terrible. Like he'll have his base and no one else. And before he had his base and some other people, like he could actually be in real trouble. And Biden might actually be a better candidate than Bernie to beat him. But that's all you'll get. You'll get a beat Trump ticket. And then after that, you have a lame duck for four years. But what do you think about Biden winning over Bernie people? Because he's eventually going to have to do that out yeah. of fear of trying to beat Trump. Bernie said he would be there for him. It sucks to hear him say that, it but does. it really does. But yeah. I think he will. I think Bernie would not want to go down in history as the guy who twice in a row couldn't get his supporters to defeat Trump. Because the first time he really needed to have done more and he messed up. He messed up this time. And I definitely have my, I, I want to reserve my criticisms of Bernie. But like at this point, it just feels like Bernie, you didn't try hard enough. You weren't mean enough. You didn't hammer these homes enough. You didn't make socialism understandable <sighs> enough exactly yeah, that last one especially it, i feel like the cuba interview did not help at all especially tonight with florida i was disappointed this man likes castro not everyone fuck in florida is like that though that's like a part of miami and that's it most people don't give a fuck right. yeah that's only 
fight. Yeah. It was very frustrating because I feel yeah, like I Bernie had opportunity to do very well, especially in light of the coronavirus. And I just feel like he, like, are you trying to win, Bernie? I just feel like Bernie, like, being accused of not trying to win, like, it's, yeah. It, it's very frustrating, and I just wanted to reserve my criticism when my candidate of choice won, because I was ready to hammer him once he did win, but now Wizzy seems like a loser. I'm just like, Bernie, why didn't, why didn't you do this? And it's just, it's, it's very disappointing. It's very frustrating, because like, he was seemed like a, a huge opportunity for the left as we know it in America, and it's just kind of like, he just chose to be civil in too many opportunities and I will resent him for it forever so I mean I know he tried and I really like the guy for what he represented but I just feel like I don't I don't know he could have called Biden Hillary too and really hammered that home and he didn't yeah Bernie didn't have good people around him who helped him formalize an explanation of socialism and capitalism together he bernie could have didn't he could have easily just said something like capitalism keeps the american dream alive socialism keeps capitalism alive or something like he could have done something to show you so many catchphrases you could have made just like that that he refused to do also it's not completely his fault that all of those other democratic candidates immediately went for biden of course. I'm yeah, not saying that yeah. the establishment wasn't completely against him forever. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. the odds weren't against him. But, like, he, like, look, if he played every hand a little bit more right, I wouldn't be as resentful. But there were so many times where, as someone as a part of the Bernie team, he just seemed to fold. And it's just kind of like, I can't honestly say that, the, that Bernie and his campaign fought the best fight they could. I felt like they were kind of limp-dicked at too many parts where I can't be like, well, we did our best. Or I, I, I can honestly say that, like, oh, shit, you kind of just didn't do anything at these points. Yeah, there were a lot of parts that he could have, like, really honed down on to really, like, bring... I don't know, just, like, resonate with the feelings of, like, America... There were, like, a lot of points where it's, like, I just didn't even see it in the news. And I don't know if it was, like, the news cock-blocking Bernie, but, like, it really wasn't, They were, but... They were for sure, but, like, there wasn't... Like, where we put the money towards it, it wasn't, like, resonating where I wanted it to. Because, like, their media... Like, the media that they were buying wasn't being perceived by those that, like really needed to hear it i don't know okay thank you cass um so i I don't know you're welcome well i feel like we covered enough for an episode anyone have any wonderful closing thoughts investigate 311 fuck the economy um i guess i was more like flabbergasted by a lot of this stuff like drawing up like I did I did have different opinions a week ago and I did like think it was like over hysterical which I kind of like take back but like again it was all out of thought for our economy and I don't want to go into the great depression again like 100 years later (laughs) going into the great depression and I just don't feel like we've been like getting the media that I want I feel like it's been all panic and all hysteria and I really like hate how the media has been handling like negative numbers drawing out hysteria I just to me I had like a changing glance at how the media does control a lot of people And I just don't think that there was, like, enough accurate information for us to really, like, know that this was coming or, like, I don't know. Does anyone else feel cheated by the media? We all do. I feel cheated by the Cheeto. (sighs) I want to 
I want to throw a Molotov cocktail at something tonight. All right. Well, if you've listened, does no one else like feel like the same I'm as angry. me? Though I'm, I'm, I'm We're saying all as like angry, a babe. yeah, but I just like sorry, but like Trump has been saying fake news for a long time, and that's like no, they actually do like portray like accurate information, and I just I know that a lot of it is like the tests not being like completely accurate to who they've been testing, but it's just like I feel like there's for the whole time like they've been like throwing out negative 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 and i felt like they haven't been like saying like how many people have recovered really like that hasn't been like existing as much as all the other content there is so much shadowy information and there always has been i feel like none of us has been informed about the true nature of this virus because we're not doctors, and even when we do go to doctors, we refuse the tests to know anything factual as not being enough of a higher class or someone super critical. It's an injustice. Um, I feel like that's a great place to end this fucking episode on. Uh, God bless everyone. John, do you want to have any closing thoughts? I either have a cracked rib or a tumor, but there's a protuberance. You see this here? That's a that's a protuberance. Yeah, sure. Good luck hey, to you. Hey John, uh, it's not a tumor. Uh huh. Right. Not a tumor. You Good gotta put some back there. into it. Take care, America and the world.